Welcome to Kick Your Butts, a show where excuses, limits, and boundaries go to die. Where moving through everything that's holding you back is the key to stepping onto your infinite path and achieving the success you deserve in life, business, and relationships. It's time to take those butts and kick them into oblivion. Now, here's your host, Susan Desenzi. Welcome back to another episode of Kick Your Butts, where we come together to obliterate your butts, your boundaries, your excuses, and limitations so that you can step into your infinite possibilities and become who you are meant to be. I am so honored to be here, as I say every week, because I just love y'all, and, and I love that we come together to really understand how we get caught in the conditioning of our past and how it can stop us from really stepping into who we are and what we're here and meant to do. And as I say every time I have a guest, I am truly excited to have this guest in the house today. And I say that every week because every single person is unique and individual and brings something special to the table. And as you know, it doesn't matter what their expertise is. It matters what they've come through to get to where they are today. But I'm especially excited today because this is a topic that I'm really interested in because I know that I am overloaded with toxins. So I have in the house today, Cheryl Meyer, who suffered from autoimmune disease. Now that's a big one. I, so many people suffer from autoimmune diseases and it's becoming more prevalent every day. So pay attention and listen closely to what we're gonna talk about today because it very well could save or change your life. Now, by eliminating toxins and working with a functional medicine doctor, Cheryl was able to reverse her pain. She has a bachelor's from UC Berkeley and is a health coach from IIN. She is also an award-winning author, international bestseller, health coach, speaker, local TV host, my God, what else do you do, woman, and a guest podcaster, and she's going to have her own podcast coming up soon here in the spring, as well as hosting her own TV show, which is super exciting, and I want to hear more about that. Her book, It Feels Good to Feel Good, Learn to Eliminate Toxins, Reduce Inflammation, and Feel Great Again, has won 13 awards. That makes me shudder. Oh my God, congratulations. Now, it's also available, of course, on Amazon, and she has published Six-week daily victory journal, celebrate your daily wins and practice gratitude, and is currently writing her third book, Feeling Great, Living Low Toxin in Community and Everyday Life. She's a sought-after authority on toxins in our lives for summits and has done 16 summits to date. Oh my God, you're putting me to shame, woman. I would love to welcome you to the show, Cheryl. Thank you so much for being here. How are you today? Thank you. I'm terrific, and I'm very excited to be here. I'm very passionate to share my message because I think it really can help a lot of people because toxins are at the beginning of inflammation, which is where all our chronic illness comes from. So if you clean up the toxins, you have a much better chance to live a long and healthy life. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I think that has not been something that has been talked about for forever until more recent times, because, you know, we just kind of went along and we ate the foods we ate and we drank the water we drank and we breathe the air we breathe and, you know, toxins are everywhere and we cannot avoid them. So before we dive so deep into that, I would love to hear a little bit about kind of your story and kind of what happened and what led you to this, this field of expertise. Well, I was an entrepreneur. I had my own jewelry business. I designed jewelry for big box jewelers. So I did programs for people like Kohl's or Macy's or JCPenney. And I worked all the time. I loved it. But I was working so much that as little things started to go wrong with my body, I just ignored them. They would flip past my head. I wouldn't even stop for four seconds to think about what was going on. Can you, and I don't mean, I, yeah. I, I usually don't interrupt. I would love like, what were a couple of those little things, if you don't mind sharing, because I think this is important for people to understand what to start paying attention to. For me, it started with my underarm deodorant. Some of them made me rash and some of them made me blister, wow. but they were a big problem. Wow. So I finally found one that I could use. Then it was my mascara. 
Some of them made my eyes red. Some of them made my eyes water. And it didn't matter if it was hypoallergenic. I was having a heck of a time finding a mascara that my body would accept. Wow. And so as you as you share more than, you know, it's like you said, four seconds, it kind of passed by, but you weren't paying attention. Well, but I was looking for a product I could use and I wasn't connecting the dots that this meant my toxic load was building because I didn't know about toxic load. Wow. Different foods started to give me sensitivities. I would get random rashes up one side of my face and never knew where it came from. Was annoying as heck. I now know where they come from because I took a sensitivity test, but back then didn't even know such a thing existed. It sort of culminated one morning when I woke up and my lips and my tongue and my eyes were swollen shut. Really? And it ended up from deduction that it was because we had had, I had known that fabric softener was one of the things causing me these random rashes, but I had a friend stay with me and she did my laundry and she found the dryer sheets and she used them and my body just went berserk. And it ends up dryer sheets are one of the most toxic thing in your home. So... Yeah, I went to the doctor and they ran allergy tests. And the only thing I was allergic to was the tape that held it on my back. Wow. So we had a big laugh about that. But something was wrong. And then about three weeks later, I woke up one morning and I couldn't get out of bed. Everything in my body hurt. Every muscle, every joint. I had severe brain fog. I fortunately had a staff that had been with me a very long time. So they just took over and started. They couldn't design the jewelry, but they could certainly take care of all the customers without me. And so I started my trek back and forth to the the conventional doctor. We ran four sets of tests and she called me and said, there's nothing wrong with you. Oh, yeah. So you had you you're having all these symptoms. They're getting worse. and And the pain was continuing. And, and you're doing allergy testing and nothing is showing up except for the tape. But because this toxic overload is building, you're now becoming more and more sensitive. Right. This and this and this. And so it's getting worse and worse. Wow. And she offered me steroids. I said, why am I going to take steroids if there's nothing wrong with me? I'm not big on medication. And then she said, then I suggest you get therapy. Oh, my God. And believe it or not, I have heard this from many people since I went through this myself. So I said, you know something? I'm going to do my own research. And I dug in. And I was lucky because I tripped into what's called the functional medical community. Didn't even know that such a thing existed. But a functional doctor looks at your entire body and they look for the root cause of what's going on. So in the beginning, I listened to 20 different symposiums from functional doctors and they all came to the same conclusion. They all came down to it was probably autoimmune disease that I had. And I probably had something called leaky gut. So I thought, Uh, okay, I'm going to find out what leaky gut is. And there were two things I could do right away myself without any help from any outside professional. I could lower my stress. And I always knew I had an issue with stress, but I thought it was a good thing to be chased by a tiger (laughs) (laughs) 24-7. Guess what? The tiger (laughs) caught me. Yeah. Um, So I started learning little exercises that I use to this day throughout the day, which I can share with your people if you want me to. And then I dug in to find out where were the toxins in my life. Uh. And there is a master database that's not exactly user-friendly. It's a little easier than it was eight years ago when I started this. But it's from EWG, which is the Environmental Working Group. And they have hundreds of thousands of items that they have rated for toxicity. And if by chance your item is not in that database, they have all the ingredients and you can look them up one by one. Wow. So I started with little things like my cosmetics. I was buying an expensive French cosmetic. It was a nine on the 10 points sale. Oh my god! I was appalled. Wow. Cosmetics, I discover, is not regulated except by the cosmetic company. So you got to be really careful what you're putting on your skin, which is your largest organ. And then I decided I'd better find out what all this stuff about organic and genetically modified versus conventional was about. I'm in California. We had it on the ballot and we did not 
we shot it down because there was so much misinformation about GMOs. So as I began to study GMOs, I couldn't believe what they really were. They're one of two things. They either have BT toxin put right into the plant so that when a bug bites it, it blows up his little tummy and he doesn't eat it. But guess what? It also is blowing up our bees and our butterflies. No bees, no butterflies, no pollination, no food. And when it gets into our gut, it blows up all our good gut bacteria. Yeah. not such a good thing to be eating BT toxin. If it wasn't that type of GMO, it was even worse. It was being made Roundup ready. Mm. And if you followed the news, Roundup recently has lost three lawsuits because they've known for 20 years that it caused cancer. And yet they failed to share that with us. There are now 40,000 lawsuits pending against Monsanto. But we're still eating because they're still spraying. And Mm. products like our wheat are drenched in Roundup because they get a bigger yield when they do that. Right, exactly. I won't, I don't eat wheat. I, I, well, I don't purposely eat wheat. I avoid it like no wheat bread, no wheat pasta, no wheat anything. Right. In the beginning, we thought I was gluten sensitive. And if I'm not gluten sensitive, I'm glyphosate sensitive, which I learned when I went to Europe and I suddenly could eat pasta and bread again. But at any rate, I, I went through all of the toxins in my home. I researched my water and bought a water filter because the stuff coming out of my faucet wasn't as bad as Flint, Michigan, but in a lot of areas of the country, it's just as bad or worse. And so you need to get, there's pharmaceuticals in there that people have put down the toilet. There's atrazine in there. There's all kinds of nasty stuff. And you can get a water report from your water department and take a look. Yeah, for sure. We bought a second home in Sedona. I've got arsenic in my water there. So one of the first things we did was get a filter on that would get the arsenic out. Yeah. I've been using a a Kangen water machine for 11 years now. And I have difficulty when I travel, I travel a lot and I have difficulty drinking water anywhere else because one, I'm not ever quenched. I'm never, ever, ever quenched because the water is not getting into my cells. And when I go to the store and I buy some kind of, you know, potentially higher alkalized water just to drink while I'm out, you know, and, and, and traveling, it's better, but I can taste the differences and people are like, you can't taste water differences. And plastic is bad. Oh yeah. You can taste water. differences, And they're like, you can't taste water difference. And I'm like, oh, you absolutely can. For but sure. I have good news for you. I have met someone recently who is working on a portable machine that turns water into kagan water. Oh, I love oh, that would be awesome. And it's small. And so I don't know that you'd want to take it on an airplane, but you could certainly take it on a road trip. Oh, I took my machine once with me many years ago to Denver. And it was the one and only time in my entire life that I was literally running down you know, the jetway or whatever to get to my plane. I was literally the last person on the plane, the last seat on the plane. And I had got to the airport three hours ahead of schedule. And it was because security made me take the machine basically apart. Yeah, it was was crazy. So I've never brought it since. So a portable machine would be amazing. But anyway, and the interesting thing is that I remember with water specifically, and and so what we're talking about, you know, toxins are everywhere and in everything. Yeah, they are. I actually got really angry in the beginning that my government wasn't protecting me. But you oh know, yeah, we can join together and protect ourselves. Oh, ex- absolutely. And I remember, you know, learning being on a call where they were some a water expert was talking about water and the molecules and this, that, and the other, and how there is differences. And I'm just like, it's water. And being so enlightened by this conversation that like you, it led me to do some research and thus kind of led me in that direction where I ended up buying, you know, this machine for, for myself and my family. But well, and and you don't want to be drinking it from plastic. Exactly. Not only leaches into the water, you pay 1,200 times more for it, but it also is putting little tiny microbes of plastic in that water. 
and they're all doing you harm. So you need to get as rid of, you can't get completely away from plastic. I've tried, but you can get a lot of it away. So how long did it take you then in this search in order to start finding some relief from some of these symptoms? Like what, what was that journey like for you then? Well, the best thing when I finally got to a functional doctor myself who said to me, you're sitting on a pin and we're going to go find it. Thank God. The first thing she did was run a sensitivity test. Ah. And most conventional doctors don't even believe that sensitivities exist. An allergy is something like peanuts where you'll react immediately and it could kill you. A sensitivity is a slow burn. Fire inflammation. So when you find out what your sensitivities are, I had 18 of them. And when I eliminated them, I now call them my kryptonite. Most of the pain went away with them. Wow. It was amazing. So you couldn't get out of bed. You were in all this pain. So what was the, how long did that take you from that point to where then you were feeling like pretty much all of this pain pain itself is gone, not sensitivities that you're going to always be sensitive, but the pain. How long was that? It probably was about three years because it took me that long to go on Medicare to get insurance because I was with Kaiser to get insurance where I could go to a regular doctor. And I found a functional doctor. I called every single functional doctor in the Los Angeles area until I found one that I thought was the right one. Wow. And I travel an hour to see her. But when I got to her, she took me the rest of the way home. I had slow relief along the way because I was eliminating toxins for those entire three years. I changed out all my pots and pans. I got rid of my Teflon frying pan. Boy, I didn't want to get rid of that because I liked the fact that nothing stuck on it until I learned there were no birds in the DuPont factory area because they were all dead. And people in that community are all getting cancer. So I finally got rid of it because it's from the fumes that come off of the pan that are dangerous, let alone the little things that clip off. I changed to all glass to store my food. I don't ever take over-the-counter medications anymore because they were all doing harm to my body. Most of them interrupt your gut. And since we were trying to heal my gut, I didn't think that was a good idea. But the one that I took my whole life was Tylenol. And to this day, I have a tricky liver because it did so much damage. Wow. They now know that Tylenol does way more damage to the liver and the kidneys than they ever imagined. So I don't take cold medicine. I have found natural solutions for all of that, that not only take care of what I'm looking for it to take care of, but also help my body which is a bonus. I had horrible hay fever. I was taking Benadryl every day. Then I read an article that Benadryl was causing Alzheimer's. So I now take something called Quisertin. I've heard of Quisertin. Quisertin is great for the gut. It's great for sinuses. It's an antihistamine. It's great for the brain and it's great for the kidneys. What's not to love? Now, is this, and I admit, I have not read your book, and and I want to let you all know that Cheryl and I connected via a mutual friend who we do some work together on Podcast Magazine, and so Cheryl and I have never had a conversation before or chatted, and, and a lot of times, some of the guests that I have on the show who I don't really personally know, we've often had a little conversation ahead of time, and so... Cheryl and I have not had any conversation until this very exciting kind of dive into toxicity and toxins. And, and I share that because my questions, like I just, I want to know everything, right? And we could probably be on for hours. So I, I have not read your book and I apologize for that. But are a lot of these things listed then in your book, It Feels Good to Feel Good? It's all listed. The reason I wrote the book, and the I just edited and revised it because I've learned that the umbrella really is over all chronic illness. It's yeah, not yeah. just autoimmune. So it'll be published within the next week in the revised and edited version on Amazon. But the reason I wrote the book was because, yep, you can find this all if you want to dig for it. But it's not easy, and it took me five years. So I wanted to give you a head start. What I tell you is, 
I explain about autoimmune disease. I explain about what's a health coach and what's a functional doctor and what autoimmune disease is. And then I add in what cancer can be impacted by all of this and how heart disease can be impacted by all of this. And then I jump in. How did I research? What did I find? What did I replace it with? And I go category by category and share with you everything that I now use in my life. And I did that because you may not end up wanting to use my product, but it gives you a jump start to clean up your life. And in the beginning, everybody said to me, ah, it's overwhelming. I can't do this. So there's a workbook that if you write to me, I send you the workbook. And what you do is you read the book, you write down what you find is toxic in your life. And then you write in the next column, which you're going to replace it with when you run out of it. In the beginning, I was spending a fortune buying stuff that I ended up not liking to replace it with. So write down what you want to replace it with when you're done with the old one. You've been using it all this time. It's not going to hurt that much more. And then buy something much lower toxin. And each step is one step closer to health. It took me five years to re get rid of all this stuff. But by the end of the five years and then learning about the sensitivities, the pain was gone. Wow, that's such an amazing story and a challenging and difficult journey, but one that I think that many of us are dealing with for a variety in a variety of ways and for a variety of reasons. You know, throughout our lives, we're like, yeah, I always have this nagging this, or oh, this is a problem that, or you know, when I do this, then my knee hurts or or whatnot, which is inflammation, or you know, like I have a torn meniscus tear in my left knee. I've had it for years, actually. I was hiking in Sedona, and I was coming down a mountain because I love Sedona. So I'm jealous that you have a house there, but God bless. And I was hiking down a mountain, and it was not a trail hike, so it wasn't easy, but it wasn't like I needed rappelling equipment either, right? And I tore my Achilles tendon. And I said, well, I have two choices. I either die here on the mountain. It's November there's been bear sightings, it's getting late in the day, mm, you know, I'm, I may, <laughs> yeah, I may die on this mountain tonight, and I was by myself, or I get off this mountain, I was too low for a helicopter, and I was too high for a gurney, and they couldn't have gotten through anyway, so I got off the mountain, I had the surgery, well, while I was recovering from the surgery on the Achilles tendon, I literally, now you think of an Achille, a, a, a meniscus tear, with sports individuals, right? People playing basketball and football and things like that. I literally, Cheryl, had my knee bent, kind of sleeping on my left leg. It was my right leg I had surgery on. And I straightened my leg and I felt a pain and a pop. And I was like, and it was my only good leg. And so when I was, when I went back to the doctor for the right leg, I said, hey doc, you know, my knee's kind of bothering me. I, I heard this little sound. I felt this little pain. And he goes, wow, what you're describing sounds like a meniscus tear. And I'm like, what? I said, that's for sports people. I was sleeping. All I did was straighten my leg. And he goes, no, let's do an MRI. And sure enough, it was, and it was, there's one of two kinds of meniscus tears. And it's the worst one that usually requires surgery. But the reason I'm sharing this is that I wouldn't consider myself super healthy. And I have some bad habits that make me very unhealthy. But because I do take other care and I work to eliminate some, even if I'm not aware like you that they're actually toxins, I am conscious enough that certain, th you know, there there is a journey that I'm really more beginning to kind of be on with that. I don't have any symptoms with my knee, very rarely, yet I still have this tear. How is that possible, right? Because I am able to keep the inflammation down. So I think that what you're doing is so critical and important because so many people need to have that information. And like you, when I've tried to research things, I have become incredibly frustrated. So it feels good to feel good. Okay, you don't have to accept that you have to have pain and pills. Right, exactly. And it sounds like your book is a phenomenal resource and kind of a plan of action, correct, that people can take? And you can read it in any order. If you're interested in your kitchen, 
you can read that chapter. You don't have to read all about how I want you to eat organic at the beginning of the book. You Perfect. can read it anywhere. And I'd love to tell you the story of how I ended up with a home in Sedona because it relates. Oh, yeah, I'd love to. I was in a toxic relationship when I got sick. We'd been together 10 years and I woke up one morning and he looked at me and said, I don't like it that you're sick. I said, Ducky, what would you like me to do with that? So we broke up and I was already 63 and I thought, I'm not very good at this relationship stuff. So I took a class from a woman named Alison Armstrong and she looked at me and said, Cheryl, you're trying to fit into his life. Stop it already. Make a list of what your non-negotiables are and then you go out and you find him. So I went on the old fogey dating site <laughs> and I, I wrote down my little ad that, you know, he had to be ethical and he had to be smart enough to keep me on my toes. And the big thing was he had to be willing to go on a get well journey with me. Oh, well, the nice. man who answered, answered in three days, lived 10 minutes away from me and had just lost his wife of 42 years to cancer. So we were both sort of walking wounded, but since he's been with me, we got married five years ago. Congratulations. Together, thank you. He has lost 80 pounds because he was the primary caretaker of his wife. And I keep saying she was his grand passion, and he keeps saying, I got lucky twice. But we had two homes within a 10 minute spread. So we sold John's home, remodeled my home. I'm back in the house I grew up in. Wow. So we replaced all the pipes and then we fell in love with Sedona. So we bought a second home there. So that's how I ended up with the home of Sedona. Oh, I love that love story. Thank you for sharing that. And you know what's interesting? Yeah, I can't help it. This is just kind of the lens I view the world through as a therapist and a coach myself. But I, when you said that I was in a toxic relationship, I'm like, pay attention, people, that other things in our life are often indicators of you know, it can, it can work both ways. Oh yeah. And they all create leaky gut, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. And it can work both ways. So I've, I've got toxicity in my body and I'm in a toxic relationship. So let's say you're super healthy. As far as what you think, you don't have a lot of pain. You don't seem to have any health issues, but you're in a really toxic relationship. I just, I just want to offer that up. Maybe start paying attention to the little subtle things like Cheryl said that were kind of floating past her eyes, but she wasn't paying attention to. So, so was it really the, I couldn't get out of bed? Was that the kind of moment that the universe slapped you upside the head with a two by four or was it something else then that kind of came and really made you go, that's it. I'm done. I've got to, I got to kick this to the curb. Well, and I have learned all of this is important because you may not be as healthy as you think. I actually have a blog because it takes 20 years for toxic load to come and build up over the top. And so I list all the things that I missed. And some of them are simple. I would look in the mirror in the morning. And some days I'd have what I considered kind of cute days. And other days I look god awful. And the god awful days were inflammation. But I didn't connect those dots. I didn't realize I was all puffy. Wow. Because of inflammation. Yeah. There were days when I woke up and I had a clear head. There were other days when I had brain fog up the wazoo. That's inflammation. There were days when I was as tired when I got up as when I went bed to bed the night before. That's chronic fatigue. That's inflammation. You don't have to accept that any of that has to be going on in your body. If you start to clean up the toxins and lowering your inflammation and you control your stress, which is at any kind of chronic illness that you have starts with stress. It is having impact on every organ in your body. Yeah, absolutely. So all of this is important because it all works together. Exactly. Which is why I like functional medicine because it's a systems-based whole as opposed to this separated, like, you know, no offense. And I know this is where the medical model went a long time ago for a variety of reasons, which we're not going to get into today because um, that's multiple lifetimes of shows itself you know, the cardiologist deals with the heart and the neurologist deals with the brain and the pulmonologist deals with the lungs. And it's like, when did the systems of the body become separated? We are a whole complete systematic being, 
right? From a physiological perspective. And they all work together in synergy. Absolutely. And we need to look at all those things. So is that what kind of led you to go back to school at 67? Now, you said at 63. Now, I know y'all can't see. At 63 was when I got rid of the (laughs) ex-boyfriend. Yeah, okay. At 67, I went back to school because I decided that I could help other people with what I had learned. I was having conversations in grocery stores with people. And I thought, I need, and my BA from Berkeley is in English. So I wanted something that would give me some credibility to talk about the fact that I had just done five years of research and I really did know what I was talking about. But I went back and became certified as a health coach so that I had a background to do it. Right. Now, I know y'all can't see her because we just do the, the, the audio for the podcast. And and if you feel like sharing, I mean, because you, you're saying that this kind of occurred and you got rid of Ducky at, at 63, and then you went back to school at 67. So if you don't mind me asking, mask how old you are, because you all can't see her. But I'm telling you, this woman looks like she's in her, like, I'm a pretty good, you know, I'll say judge. I have a pretty good instinct and insight on ages with people. I've always had that, even when I was a bartender, right? You know, except for the one time I bartended a 42-year-old guy because he looked honestly like he was 19. I'm usually fairly close. I could win at those carnivals, like guess my age. I'd be like, oh, I'd be really close. I'm 71. No (laughs) way. I just had my 71st birthday. And I feel better than I did in my 50s. I love that. You guys are going to see her picture when the, when the episode airs. But I'm telling you, Cheryl, you're beautiful. There's no way you look 71. Thank God you. bless. But doing all of this has made, I have um, a chapter in my second book called Beauty is an Inside Job. Oh, yeah. Because it impacts your skin. And what you do for your skin, whether it's psoriasis or eczema or even acne, you clean up your gut because it's an inside job. You make your skin beautiful by what you're putting in your body. And if you eat nutrients, I learned the body wants to heal you. I found that amazing. If you give it the right building blocks, it really does want you to be well. I know. Isn't that crazy? It's like, wait, you mean the body has this amazing capacity to heal itself? Well, yeah, duh. I mean, all you ever have to do is you, you get a little cut. Do you ever have to look at that cut and tell your brain to tell your body to send red and white blood cells to heal that cut and start re-knitting and refitting skin. No, the body has the innate capacity to heal itself. But like you just said, we have to give it all of what it needs to do that. Yeah, it's just like we're the most sophisticated computer that was ever designed. Exactly. But we're just like the real one. The other ones were garbage in, garbage out. If we don't give ourselves real nutrients, we don't give our bodies anything to work with. Yeah. What what an amazing journey. So what would you say are, mm, I'm not going to give a number to it because you're the expert. What would you say, though, are you know, maybe a few of the biggest toxins that we have lurking around us all the time that we really ought to consider how to start you know, addressing or removing that are really probably super important to our health overall right now? I would start with food and EWG, the same place where I did my research, puts out something you may have heard of called the Dirty Dozen Clean 15. Mm-hmm. The Dirty Dozen are fruits and vegetables that have so many different pesticides and herbicides on them. They could have as many as 76. You don't want to be putting those in your body. And strawberries are the worst. I did a podcast where I kept going, strawberries? Yeah, strawberries are the worst. So if it's on the Dirty Dozen, do not even consider buying it conventionally. But there's also a clean 15 where it doesn't matter. So start with your food. I personally, out of self-defense, buy everything as I can organic. But you need to start by at least eliminating the worst. So start there. So I apologize. Let's let's pause for a second. What exactly then does now I know what it is, but but for you know my audience, what exactly does clean 15 mean? Where does that mean that you you can buy it? Conventionally, does it buy it conventionally? What about farmers markets and that? Like, I'm a big, big believer in farmers markets. Number one, 
I'm a foodie, but I've cleaned up all the stuff that America eats. I don't eat processed food. I don't eat fast food. But I find fantastic things that are healthy at farmer's markets. Yeah. So I recommend that you look into all the farmer's markets in your area. Don't limit yourself to one. There are great things at all of them. So start there. And they don't all have certification for being organic. That's a very expensive proposition. The government does not control conventional farming at all. You can do whatever you want. You can use sewage when you're growing your plants. But if you're organic, you have to keep incredible records and you have them hovering over you like you can't believe. So to get certified as organic is not so easy. So I go around my farmer's markets and I talk to them. What do they use when they grow their plants? What are they doing about pest control? A lot of them are using other plants like chrysanthemum and rue that keeps the bugs away. It's just like I found quercetin for hay fever. They have found natural solutions to grow their vegetables. So you could essentially then, let's say, strawberries is on the dirty dozen. So let's say you could essentially go to a farmer's market and buy strawberries that are quote unquote not organic, but because you have checked with the farmer, and found out that well, they, and they recommend more... you go to the farmer. I'm a city girl. I live in Los Angeles. So I have not been to the farms. But you get to know your farmer. Right. But so you can ask the farmer like what they use. And so I and I, I just want to be clear on that. So if you, you know, look at the dirty dozen and look at the clean 15, which again is is what just that it means that it's organic? It, no, clean 15 are things like broccoli that are just grown without very many pesticides and herbicides. So it okay. grows up clean. So you can go anywhere and buy it. It doesn't matter. Either way. Okay. So I have these two lists now, but then, you know, the summertime comes and the farmer's markets start opening up. And so I could essentially go, I just want to be clear that I have this right. I could go to the farmer's market. I talk to the farmer. Maybe I can't like you get to the farm itself, but I talk to the farmer, I find out they use more natural means so that it potentially would be okay for me to buy the strawberries through them. I recommend you not get twisty. You want to do the best you can. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So is every farmer doing what he says he's doing? I don't know, but I'm going to trust him. And generally they've been vetted by the farmer's market themselves. Nice. Okay. Okay. So great advice. Yeah. yeah so that's a way to do it. And they change what's on that list every year. And it's on my website if you want to see it. Yeah. And we'll definitely, and that's, we're going to say it multiple times and it'll be in the show notes, but it's CherylMHealthMuse.com is her website where you can go and we'll, you know, she's generously offering a chapter that talks about this in more detail, which is phenomenal. I just wanted to be clear on that because I know people can get very twisty, like you said. With Yeah, the more you clean up, the better you feel. But you're not always going to be able to do it. So then you're kind to yourself. Right. So that was number one. So then what would be another kind of, you know, big thing they should pay attention to right now? Then the second thing is never buy another bottle of plastic oh, water. I know, again. right? You're paying, you're paying 1,200 times more for it. And it's loaded with toxins. So not a good idea. Buy yourself stainless steel containers. They amortize themselves very quickly. Just a couple of rounds of plastic bottle and you've bought your stainless or steel. Or good bottle. old glass. I, or glass. Yeah, I, I hesitate with glass because I don't want to break it. But stainless steel, we have large bottles, we have smaller bottles, and then we have jugs. I always have a jug in my car. It keeps the water cool and lovely. So even if it's a couple of days old, if I run out of my stainless steel water, then I just refill it from my jug. So I always have water on me. If I'm traveling, I throw the water bottles in my luggage. Yeah, I do too. With my filtered water. So that when I get to the other end, I got it. Because you can't carry the liquid onto the plane, but you can carry it in your luggage. So start with the water. And you can get a water report from your water company if you have a well. You can get a county report on what's in your well. But it's really important that you know what's in that water. Sure. As I said, I had arsenic in my water in Sedona. And it's natural in that area. 
And so you got to do something about it. So you got to get it out. And if you really get going, I now have a full house water system because I don't want it hitting my skin when I'm taking my shower and I don't want it going into my skin when I'm taking my bath. So we have filtered all the crud out of it everywhere. And it's nasty stuff. So you don't want it. Nice, nice. Then the next one I would look at is my laundry room. Really? Those little soap pods that you throw into your laundry, if they are not um, from a healthy company, can be so toxic that if a toddler was to eat the corner of it, you probably couldn't get them to the emergency room. Yeah, right. They're disgusting. I remember that that stupid, and, and I don't say words like that, you know, like stupid, but I'm sorry, it was flat out ridiculously stupid that what the hell were these kids thinking that, 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 what was it called? The tide or the pod challenge or some stupid, like, like what, what rational or irrational thought ever came across somebody's head that said, gee, these chemicals that are usually designed to launder my clothes, I want to test and see if I can eat this. Like, oh my God, it just, yeah, you don't want to do that. I can't even imagine. So what do you suggest then? Like what you said in the very beginning where you said like the dryer sheets, I didn't know that. All fabric softeners are god awful. You really don't want them because they're they're so toxic yeah. that they're going through your skin when they're on your sheets and your clothes. Wow. How about wooler ball, wool wooler, wool balls? And they do an incredible job of making my clothing static free and wrinkle free. And it's a simple thing. They just stay in there and bounce around with your clothes while it's getting dried. And you want to get a laundry detergent that's very low on the toxicity scale, which you can look up on EWG. And I found a product that I often use to launder my clothes, wash my dishes, clean my floors and clean my bathrooms. And they're plant enzymes. And it's called Branch Basics. I love this stuff. Wow. And she also has a website loaded with great toxin information because she had a problem with toxicity. That's why they developed their product. That's amazing. Like just, just little things that like I've heard, you know, the, the uh, deodorants and perfumes and. Yeah. Stay away from perfumes. That would be my next one. And they're awesome. Cosmetics and things like that. Of course, I've heard of things like that, but other things that you just don't think about, like, like a laundry sheet, right? Oh, wait a minute. I'm throwing my clothes in the dryer. It's on the outside of my outside, quote unquote, people of my clothes. I'm wearing these clothes. They're against my skin, which like you said, is the largest organ. I'm sleeping on them. I'm sweating on them and whatever. And then we wonder why, you know, I mean, this is such a huge, I, I had heard, and you would know this better than I, I had heard you and I may know this, that all illness seems to be stemming from inflammation. Yeah, and it's becoming more and more, in the functional world, they believe that. Right, and it's becoming more mainstream now, just beginning to, in the medical world, in the Western world. Like, I've, I've actually met physicians, not my physicians, I've actually met physicians, though, who are becoming more entrenched in that thought process. And that's super exciting because it means that there's, I mean, do we need the level of research that they're going to pour billions of dollars into to, to know what we already know? No, but if they need that, whatever, you know it, I'm learning it. And, and it's people like you who help us then and the functional medicine world who can help us continue moving forward in that direction? Because I think that is the only way we're going to potentially heal ourselves. Wouldn't you agree? Yep. The model is broken and we need our doctors. I don't want to indicate that we don't need our doctors. And for God's sakes, I'm not one. Yeah. But conventional doctors' main source of information comes from their pharmaceutical rep. Yep. And everything I'm talking about isn't going to make any pharmaceutical company any money. Exactly. No, it's not going to be discussed over there. Yeah. And I can attest to what you're saying. I used to work with multiple 
physicians in my arena and can't tell you how many how many lunches we had with the the reps bringing lunch every day and just pushing 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 and you know sometimes different docs even asking so am i number 1 in the county for for having prescribed that that drug you know that medicine and you know it's a little different now but the point is is that when we make it kind of this game when we make it kind of this competition when we make it kind of this we lose the focus on the patient and and the particular medicine and what it's doing we we can move very easily away like we have to what is best well and they listen for the first thing that you have that you're complaining about the pill comes down the chute and they prescribe it I used to make another appointment back to back with my doctor when I was going through this. And why are you here? You were just here because you did not solve my problem. Right. And so the whole model is broken and it's going to have to shift. Yeah. Because it is not listening to us. The average doctor's appointment is five minutes. I know. Crazy, right? And they're just treating the symptom. They're not looking at the root cause. Whereas my functional doctor spends 45 minutes with me each appointment. And I've done research, she's done research, and then we have a robust conversation. She knows me. She knows what I am and I'm not going to do. I just got shingles. She called me and said, if I give you medication, are you going to take it? I said, probably not. But if I needed to sleep, maybe. And that's what I did end up using. But she knows me. So she knows, you know, how to deal with how to to help me handle what goes on with my body. Sure. And I think you just said something really important to understand. I think, people, it's really critical to get that we are human beings. We are in a physical form. And so, you know, you just said that you had shingles. You may be on this journey and very well aware and an expert at understanding all the toxins in your life and the toxicity around you and doing the best you can to minimize that impact and eliminate. But you're still human. And sometimes we can still get a disease, an illness, a situation, and think and imagine, and, and, and I'm speaking to you a little bit, Cheryl, but mostly to the audience in, the, in this moment, imagine what Cheryl would have gone through or potentially could have gone through if she had gotten shingles but wasn't in a healthier position. Yeah, I've gone through it an amazingly fast period yeah. of time. Okay, see. But my immune system obviously needed to be reboosted that I got right. in the first place. I didn't get the vaccination because we were afraid with, since I'm impaired, my autoimmune disease might react poorly to the vaccination. That was a personal choice on my part. But Hark, I did get it. So yeah, I, I won't get it. I haven't had a flu vaccine or a pneumonia vaccine, and I can't tell you how many years, and I won't ever again. And and people are like, oh, you're anti-vax. And I'm like, no, I'm not anti-vax until you can assure me that what I'm receiving is clean. Right. And there's stuff like mercury in there. And sorry, yeah, not happening. So what do you in these last minutes that we have together, what what is kind of your hope and your goal really in, in writing the book, in writing the next book, in doing the podcast and the TV show and all the things and the, kind of the amazing journey you're on? What is your hope? I'd really like to change the way America eats. Oh, yeah. I'd really like them not to eat the American, sad America, what's called the SAD, S-A-D. It's the standard American diet. You don't need processed food. You're doing that out of convenience, and it doesn't make it any faster. You need to be cooking with live and real live food and all the colors of the rainbow so that you're getting all the nutrients. I want people, the statistics are staggering. The one that really hit me between the eyes was 53% of our children have chronic illness. Isn't that crazy already? It's horrible. Oh my God. And so so I'm trying to get, I'm actually targeting, interestingly enough, millennials because number one, the new statistic for them is that their health peaks at 26 and then starts to decline. And I call them the tweener generation 
they're stuck between being mothers and having children and wanting to raise healthy families and having boomers as parents who don't want to change because they think for some reason they're going to be deprived. So they're squashed in the middle trying to figure out that they don't want to go where their parents have gone. Yeah. They don't want to go through all that aging that their parents are going through and the aches and the pains and the pills and all that. And they want to raise healthy children. So I'm targeting them because I want to change the way America looks at what can they do for themselves? You don't have to just, I mean, obviously my, my doctor sort of laughed. You think you're going to get over your pain? You're not going to get over your pain unless you take my pill. Guess what? I got over the pain without the pill. You don't have to accept that. Do your own research, dig in. And part of my podcast, I'm going to have two parts. One's talking about health. And the second part is, tell me your story the health muse is in. And what I want to do is interview other people like me that got really sick and what they did to get back to relative health. I say relative health because I still have hiccups that people who didn't get autoimmune disease don't have. But I want to talk to all of these people because if you hear it's not just me, you're going to start believing it. And there's a chapter in my book on blue zones. And I did that on purpose because it's a National Geographic study that started looking at the five areas in the world where people live the longest. And there are nine things that they have in common. And they're pretty much the same things that I'm talking about. Wow. But the bonus of living like you're in a blue zone and paying attention to the organic food and the eating and community and the cooking your own food and only eating till you're 80% full and having passion for something in your life. All of these things mean that you end up living well through your 90s without dementia and without disease. That's huge. That's amazing. So they're now rolling out other areas where people are living as if they're in blue zones. One of them is here in Manhattan Beach, one of them, of all things, is Fort Worth, Texas. Wow. That surprised <laughs> Texas, me. Yeah, that, that, I didn't think that they would want to be that healthy. That but would surprise me, too. They're showing that people who adopt these same ways of lifestyle are also now starting to live disease-free with more mental acuity. So it can take 20 years for this stuff to build up. And I have a phrase that, if you don't want to get cancer, even if you have it in your genes, live like you have cancer now. If you don't want to get autoimmune disease and other people in your family around you have it, start living like you have autoimmune disease now. And the same thing with heart disease. If you start now, guess what? I am not deprived. My husband laughs when they ask if we're deprived. We were deprived when we were eating all that junk was how it was making us feel. Sure, exactly. You're not deprived to live this lifestyle, but you're going to feel better and you're going to live longer and you're going to be more vibrant. So what the heck? So what, you know, in, in kind of getting hit by that two by four and realizing, wow, I, I have to pay attention to this and live this now, what would be that kick your butt kind of piece of advice that you would want to offer up and really have people like take away today and get right from just this conversation today? Well, my big thing is own your own health. Mm. I was not about to put up with that from my doctor. Yep, she was the who said of the greatest magnitude. But guess what? I knew that I don't believe in, in walls. I believe that they're challenges that we can get over. Yeah. And so just having my doctor tell me I was going to be in great pain in bed for the rest of my life wasn't going to do it for me. So don't accept it. Do your own research. We are living in an incredible age where we can put our fingers on almost everything. It's just not always easy to find. But it is something you can find. And some of it just resonated with me. It was so logical. Yeah. Oh, right. I, I know. It's like, what, how did I never see or think or, or understand this before? But again, sometimes, like you said, we need to get hit with that two by four in order to open our eyes and change the lens that we're viewing it through so that we can really hear it, receive it, pay attention. And then, and it's not just know this, it's take action on it right. and implement. But it doesn't do you any good to know it if you don't do something with it. Exactly. And 
So the other thing is people then go buy Cheryl's book, It Feels Good to Feel Good, where you have what's, what looks like an amazing resource. Yeah. If, if you are interested in learning more about Cheryl, working with Cheryl, understanding kind of more of what she's gone through and how she really, truly healed herself, she's offering an amazing, amazing free gift for you all a chapter on, you know, the dirty dozen and clean eating and really starting to pay attention to your food. To find out more about Cheryl, go to CherylMHealthMuse.com. That's C-H-E-R-Y-L-M for Mary. Health, like our health, Muse, M-U-S-E.com. And it'll also be in the show notes. If you want to reach out to her, Go to Cheryl M. Health Muse at gmail.com and email her. And where can they find your gift at, Cheryl? I had sent you a link, but I can set it up on a page so that they can go to, from your show page. I had okay. sent you a bit.ly link, which will take them right into a Dropbox that has the chapter and the Dirty Dozen card. You know what? That's my mistake. I forgot to pull it up because I think I was thinking that it was directly on your website, but because it's a chapter, it's large. And so it's not that easy to download, just like you go to a website and you go to a page and then you can download it. It's not that easy. So Cheryl set it up. That's right. I, well, and I set it up just for your listeners. Yes. Uh, on, on a Dropbox. So I will make sure that I have that in the show notes, but I think it's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Kick your butts is, I believe, right? It's bit.league.com. Yeah, I called it the show. Yeah. And I'll make sure to have that in the show notes. My apologies. I just, I completely forgot that it was a Dropbox link. I want to encourage you all to cook. And uh, if you haven't been cooking, it doesn't take long to get a rhythm. And it doesn't have to be complicated, but it will make all the difference in the world in your health. Yeah. Well, and what I'll do is I'm going to make sure that I get the link specific. I want it to be audio as well for you all. And so what I'll do is when uh, Cheryl and I end, you know, kind of our time together today here in just a moment, I will have my production team add that piece in with the actual link that I'm verbally saying so that you have that just in case you don't have access to go to the show notes directly. Cheryl, thank you so much. Is there any last, you know, quick piece of advice that you'd like to offer up to, to everyone today? You have more power than you think over the health of your body. And I want you to accept that power because Think of it. I could have given up everything. I could have just been laying there and feeling sorry for myself. I would have lost my business. I would have lost my happiness. I would have lost my outdoor life. You don't have to accept that. I'm out and I'm kicking butt at 71. She is. And I'm telling you, people, at 71, she looks like she's in her late 40s, maybe early 50s. I'm not kidding you. She literally does. Well, Cheryl, it's been such a pleasure and an honor to have you here today. Thank you so much for what a powerful discussion. And and this is barely the tip of the iceberg, but it's opening the conversation to understand how toxicity is everywhere and does affect us in all these ways. And so I would encourage you all to go to CherylMHealthMuse.com. If you want to read her blog, then just do a forward slash blog and you can get to her blog and reach out to her if you have any questions at CherylMHealthMuse at gmail.com. Yeah, I'm more than happy to answer emails. So send me an email. But absolutely look at buying her book on Amazon. It feels good to feel good by Cheryl Meyer. That's M-E-Y-E-R. And we'll have that in the show notes as well. Pay attention to your health people, just like Cheryl said. And we always say you have more power than you realize. And you have the power and the capacity to allow your body to do what it innately does so beautifully, which is heal itself. If you give it the right internal and external environment. Cheryl, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All of you know 
that you are here for so much more and you have the capacity to step into your infinite possibilities and become who you were meant to be and do what you were meant to be and do. The world is waiting for you. They're waiting for you to show up for them, whether as an expert, an entrepreneur, a coach, a speaker, an author, a friend, a daughter, brother, sister, father, mother. For now, have an amazing, infinitely possible week, and I shall see you all next week. Ciao for now. You've been listening to Kick Your Butts, where sitting on your butts is no longer an option, figuratively and literally. To access the show notes and important links from today's episode, please visit kickyourbutts.com. While you're there, please share your Kick Your Butt story by clicking the Start Recording button. It might just be included in a future episode. Thanks for listening today. Now get out there and kick those butts to the curb.